Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hey, welcome, 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 California Haunts Radio, Thursday evening. Man, these weeks go really fast for this show. They went so fast, in fact, that last night we had a milestone, and I totally, it totally skipped by me. Anyway, um, last night marked a milestone for the show, and I really didn't see it coming. I don't know why. I didn't have, you know, because, I mean, you get on YouTube, it says we got 190 shows, and, you know, I just think, okay, 190 shows combined two years, but that's not true. As, as it turned out, last night was our, our 100th show for this season. Is that cool or what? A lot of TV series don't even have that, right? So, I, you know, when I went to upload everything to uh, to RSS for the podcast, that's what came up with it was um, <clears throat> season two, show 100. So that's pretty, that's pretty dang cool. Pretty dang cool. So uh, I, I want to give everybody involved, all my producers that have helped finance this and the people that have donated this this past year and all that, give everybody a hand. You know, everybody, all of you that have been listening and, and our subscribers on YouTube, give yourself a hand and give me, a, you know, well, I'm giving you a hand too. See, you can hear me? Because we got to 100 shows. So that that that's something. And there's probably going to be 100 more before we're done this year. Because I don't see, our, you know, we might be, I don't even know if we're at the halfway point yet. But anyway, I want to welcome you all. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. And uh, I am also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 35 strong up and down the city of California. And we also have uh, branches of, of our ghost hunting team in Oregon and Nevada. And some in Hawaii. There's some people in Hawaii as well. So uh, if, you, if, you have, if you have any paranormal needs and you think you might have something going on in your house, go ahead and shoot me an email. Either Usually the easiest is a radio website. You can shoot me an email from there at CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com, and uh, we'll get back to you and get things going. And as you can see on the bottom, uh, we don't charge for our services. We're nonprofit, So, uh, you know, we'll come out to your house for free and check it out and, and, and do stuff, okay? Anyway, uh, what are you doing this weekend? I know what I'm doing. February 19th and 20th, that's Saturday and Sunday, the Mystical Minds Convention is going to be in San Jose. They've got speakers, they've got booths with paranormal supplies and paranormal people you can talk to, everything. In fact, it's not only paranormal, they're talking, you know, they're, they're, there's, like it says, mystical minds. So you've got some Wiccan stuff going on there, you've got some, you know, some other types of stuff going there too that, that you can check out. So it's a really cool event, and there's going to be guests there. Nazir Mohammed Shohan, Lorian Fenton, Brad Olson, Michael Fury, Drake Fury, Tiffany Turner, Robin Korak, Bess Silliman. And Shannon DeFlorentino are going to be there speaking this weekend. And that's Saturday and Sunday. So uh, the only way to get tickets, you can't get them, you can't get them at the door. You're going to, you know, if, if you want to do this thing, you're going to have to get them at the website at mysticalmindsconvention.com. So check out their website and see, and see what they got to offer. Check the schedule out and all that stuff. Okay. There we go. Hey, welcome. Hi. Oh, my gosh. I, I... <laughs> So sorry, I couldn't get in there, and here I am. That's okay. You know what? I need to exercise. It was good to run in the other room to get the phone cord and <laughs> and, and, and get my little my, you know my, my my little desky thing up that I use for phone calls. It's good to be with you. 
you know, a lot you. of people think I have a fancy way to do phone calls because you know a lot of these shows have little things you set the phone on, you know, and they mm -hmm. little clicker thing. Not me. I've got a mic on to the right of me. <laughs> I hang on a second. Yeah, the internet now. The internet's gonna. I know things are starting to go wrong. Like earlier, before the show started, little by little things were going wrong. Do you hear oh, me? Gosh, yeah. Now I do. You were frozen. I'm gonna try yeah, to shut some things. Things started to go wrong, and usually, you know, you ever notice when things start to go wrong in your life? Everything just turns to piss all at once. <laughs> but anyway, like I was saying, is that people think I have this high tech setup for like, you know, phone calls, and it's not. I, I have a music stand over here. I've got a mic that I put over the, the top of the cell phone and put the cell phone on speakerphone, and away we go. Wow. You know, it works out really good, really well. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I want to thank you for coming. I'm excited to have you on. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, no problem. So I don't usually tell the fan, you know, I always figure that. You can tell people about yourself better than I can. So I'm going to let you do that. Because I know, you know, you had you had a heart attack at 26. Yeah. See, I had a congestive heart failure at, 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 at 44. Wow. That's so we were crazy. both young with heart, you know, issues. Yes. So tell me about you. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's sort of how I started in wellness and health was I got sick at a young age. And then through my journey of recovery, I discovered so many wonderful modalities to get healthy. And really, my definition of health is mind, body, spirit, emotional health. And yeah, it was just kind of floored me. I was, you know, super energetic when I, and uh, prior to having this um, illness come over me. And I was living in New York City, really fast paced lifestyle. And all of a sudden, I just lost all my energy. From one day to the next, it felt. And I started pounding the pavement, going from doctor to doctor, and no one found anything. And after a year of it, I ended up, it, within a 24 to 48-hour period, three people said to me, Rena, your heart rates, your pulse feels funny, you know, go to the ER. I thought, well, you know, I'd spent a year going to doctors, but I figured, let me check it out. I walked into the emergency room at Brooklyn's Methodist Hospital, and to my surprise, they whisked me back there. They said, we have to admit you. And basically, they told me my heart was beating at a rate of only 30 beats per minute. Wow. Yeah. And then the chief of cardiology did a test on my heart. And he said, you have the heart of an 80-year-old. I was 26. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. I, I had the opposite. My heart was going at 160 beats a minute. Wow. When I walked through that door. Yeah. And then I walked back out because. I said, well, I lived with it this long. I'm going to wait till I get to my regular cardiologist because I had a cardiologist. Oh, okay. And so I, I had gone to Kaiser. They took me in, did the test and said, well, we could keep you for a couple of days and we can get, you know, get everything done. And I said, well, there's no one to take care of my, my 85 year old mother at the time. So I'm going to have to go home and wait for my sister to come in. So they let me go home. They gave me medication, went home. And then the following week I ended up at UC Davis or, you know, the, 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 the other hospital when my sister was here. And they went ahead and did and, and did the shock treat, you know, the shock stuff on my heart to kill the spots that were that were um, shorting out essentially, and causing the problem. Mm. But your story, oh my God, I can't imagine a heart rate being that slow. Yeah, I was so lucky to have lived through it because I ended up having a heart attack in the hospital when I was, wow. you know, just 26 years old. I was in cardiac care for three weeks. So when I came out, I just felt so blessed that I had been given a second chance. Uh -huh. And I was determined to do everything I could to really find help. 
And that's when I started my journey. And at first, you know, I studied herbs and nutrition and all that was really interesting. But what what really excited me was the power of the mind. When I discovered biofeedback, hypnotherapy, NLP, hypnosis, Mm -hmm. and I realized the amazing things that can happen when we tap into that deeper power and can really change what's going on with our own body physiologically, but then also change our lives. You know, I was able to end all my addictions, which I had a very uh, addictive personality. So I was able to, and, and, and so the weight loss was just sort of a side benefit, but, you know, stopping drinking and sugar and all these things. And, and then I just wanted to help other people because I could see how stuck people would get, you know, with these patterns right. that led to illness and disease. I didn't want people to end up, you know, like I did, like really near death or God forbid death. So uh, that's when I started a program that I created and I brought it to hospitals and ended up over 75 hospitals reviewed and sponsored my wellness program. And I brought it on site to over a hundred major corporations, including Disney and Home Depot and AT&T and, you know, for their employees. So it was very exciting to be able to then turn around and help so many people with this method that I had really developed just for my own to get myself healthy. Right. How long did it take you to figure the method out? Because, I mean, there had to be a lot of research. Because I know when I first got sick, I was looking into Native American books, you know, for for food, you know, for food ideas, you know, inorganic, just, just like you were. But, like, I, I told my doctor, I said, I'm going to start looking some stuff of, like the Native Americans would eat. And she says, well, yeah. bring it to me first so I can see what it is, and which is what I did. But, I mean, I know there's just so many books out there and so much information. Yeah. How did you figure it all well, out? Well, you know, that's a great point, Charlotte. And, and really – what I discovered for myself is, you know, you really have to learn to trust yourself when it comes to making the right choices, because it's not the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, literally one man's meat is another man's poison. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to do when I created my program was not create a cookie cutter approach. Like so many programs out there, it's you've got to follow it exactly, whether it's keto, whether it's vegan. And obviously there are two opposite extremes but I want people to be able to connect to the inner voice, the voice of wisdom, the voice of the heart, and really know what's best for them without second guessing. Because so often people are just looking on the internet and they might look up like, for example, are potatoes healthy or are pickles healthy? Right. Well, for some people they are, but for some people, maybe for you not. So what I love about hypnosis is it helps you get in touch with the subconscious part of the mind that then can reveal to you and kind of speak to you. And you can have much more clarity about what's the best approach to get healthy. So I found what's my best approach, and I am happy to share it with people. But I'm not saying that's necessarily going to be everyone's approach. Right. It's just the method for listening to that inner voice to get the information that I I really want to share. How hard is it for people to be, I mean, I know, like you say, people get hooked on these things on the Internet. You know, they see them come across. Like the keto diet. I know, I know when I first went vegan, my biggest mistake was that I went too fast. And I remember I was on a, I was on a um, tram, you know, coming home. And I remember I had a, like a hallucination moment where it looked like the thing was flipping over because I had gotten off protein too quickly. Mm. You know, and my body was craving the protein. I yeah. mean, how hard is it for people to, to get into that proper mindset to where they, they, they don't go cold turkey and jump into some diet? Yeah, well, that is a really important point. And some people really need animal protein. And, you know, and I stress that. So v- being vegan or vegetarian is not for everyone. 
And because, you know, our brains, a lot of us really, really need the protein. So I relate to that. I'm one of those people, you know, and so being vegetarian really makes a lot of sense on paper. And of course I have, you know, I probably have three dozen vegetarian cookbooks. So I, I don't get rid of them because I love them. So what I kind of have come up with is a more balanced approach, a lot of whole foods, a lot of greens. I love all the sauces with vegetarian and vegan, even, you know, the tahini, the miso, all the ways you could be creative with nuts and seeds. Uh, but for me, I need to have small amounts of animal protein, uh, even a couple times a day to keep that blood sugar balanced. And so it's really helpful for each. I mean, you sounds like you certainly got that message when you were on that tram. And maybe over time, you know, maybe over time you can have less and less of it. But, you know, I, I think too many people eat and then they feel guilty about it. Like they feel bad about it. And I really try to help people to, you know, eliminate that shame and the guilt and all the second guessing and to really trust ourselves because the body knows. Think about when a baby's born, you know, the baby's crying, it's hungry, it wants to eat. And if the mother's nursing it or giving a bottle, either way. When the baby's no longer hungry, it turns its head. It doesn't, it doesn't force feed right. itself. It knows what it needs and it knows how much. So that's innate. But the mm -hmm. problem is that when we're eating all this processed crap that's coming into us from the food industry, you know, it's all like a lot of it's just garbage and all these chemicals and flavors. We don't know what it is. Well, that messes up our bodies like that, that system that can tell us when we're hungry, when we're full, what we should eat, because it just confuses the body. Well, I hear people, I have to watch my salt intake, which you probably have to also because of, of, of your pacemaker. And I remember when I was first going shopping and sitting there to have to read for the first time in my life, reading labels, you know, to actually read them and how much salt is in the processed food. I mean, it is just nasty. Even Campbell's soup, you know, it's, a, it's just craziness. Yeah, you know? it is. Yeah. I mean, like I was on a thousand milligrams of salt diet a day and I was trying to figure out how to keep it, you know, keep everything down with the food. And then I was finally just giving him. Finally, you know, I discovered Mrs. Dash. God, God forbid, Mrs. Dash. You know, Mrs. Mm -hmm. Dash, garlic and herb. I don't do it. I hardly do salt anymore. It's always garlic and herb. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and and that's, know you don't need it. Right. Exactly. You're, and your taste for food changes. That's what I love. So garlic and herb is a great alternative. Another yep. one is the sea salt, which has all the trace minerals. So you can get yep. a really good, uh, like I like Selena Naturally Celtic sea salt. And so you start to find these healthier alternatives. And then you, with hypnosis, what I love about it is you're reprogramming your mind so that you okay. actually prefer the healthy foods that are nutritious. And they start to taste better for you. Yep. It's really amazing because sometimes we feel like, like I used to eat ice cream literally two or three times a day. I couldn't even imagine the day that I wouldn't eat ice cream. But now when I look at ice cream, I don't even want it anymore, you yeah. know? And so that's freedom. And that happens to my clients too. They say the same things. They say, oh, I was reaching for those cookies. And then I heard your voice and I just don't want them anymore. And I say to them, look, it's not my voice you're hearing. It's your own inner voice that you've, you've internalized my voice. So it's a new way, just like we internalize the commercials. How often do you find yourself humming along to a commercial, you know, and you're singing this jingle or something and like the Campbell soup one from years ago. Right. And you realize, wow, I have been hypnotized. I've been brainwashed. I'm singing about this. And you, and then you look at the ingredients of like the soup and you think, oh my God, I can't believe I would put that in my body. You know? yeah. So the new hypnosis is self-hypnosis. I try to teach people is my body's not a trash can. You know, uh -huh. I honor and respect my body and I choose everything I eat mindfully, 
consciously with awareness. That's great. Yes. And you, and you teach the hypnosis, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've helped, you know, really thousands of people. And it's it's so rewarding. Even during COVID, I had a gentleman named Rocky. He came to me about a year ago, year and a half ago, and he's lost over 100 pounds, you know, even in this time. And he's kind of cooped up because of the COVID. But with we actually did gastric bypass hypnosis where we simulated a surgery and mm-hmm. after that, he said, you know what? I'm happy with less food. I just don't want to eat as much. He's exercising more. He still goes to buffets and stuff, you know, with with his uh, friends. But he says, if I want prime rib or spare ribs, I have some, but just a little bit. He says, right. more, I just want salads. Well, so you know, the problem pretty- is, too, when you do go out, after you've been on a diet like that, you do go out to eat. You notice, I mean, the minute you bite into something, you notice how much, how much sodium is in there or how yes. much extra is in there. It's just, yeah. it doesn't taste as good anymore. No, it, yeah. It, it, it takes a while, guys. It takes a while to train your taste buds. But once you do, it doesn't matter anymore. Yes, it's so true. Yeah, yeah. One of my programs is called Sugar Divorce. And I love that because it's like literally getting a divorce, like someone you used to love. You're, you're just done with it. Uh-huh. And it's pretty powerful. So how long does it take you to come up with this, the, these programs? Well, I've been doing it, you know, for decades. So I'd say I'm re- I'm really more living it. And as I live it, I put together the the tools and techniques and strategies that I've shared with people that I see work for people, and then I try to put it out more to the masses. Had um, how do people come to you? I mean, for your services, and once they do that, what's the process? I mean, do you make a list of what they're eating, or or how how does it all begin? Well, when people come to me for private hypnosis sessions, see, some people will just get my at-home programs, you know, on the website, easywillpower.com. And and some people will want to work with me. So either one, you know, but uh, people want to work with me if they really have individual um, situations, obstacles that they want to overcome. So generally, of course, I'll listen to what's a person's lifestyle like, what are they eating now? But also, you know, how are they spending, you know, pretty much lifestyle, like what, what, what are they doing throughout the day? And then when I kind of get that information, then when I do the hypnosis, I'm able to suggest within the context of their life, because obviously it's their life, so it can't be cookie cutter for everyone. And then it's the suggestions are for how can this person choose smaller portions, eat healthier foods and increase activity in a way that fits for them, you know, because everyone's goals are different. And, you know, some people, someone who's maybe single has different motivations from someone who's married. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are in different stages. Some people are still working. A lot of people are retired. Some people are dealing with emotional difficulties. A lot of people come to me because they're in grief or having depression or anxiety. And so, you know, I want to take that into account. And then the hypnosis can really help in those areas as well, help to have a per, help a person have higher self-esteem or to feel more relaxed and calmer and happier as well. How does that, I mean, how, how do you get somebody to convince somebody to do hypnosis? Cause I know there's people that, that think, well, you can't hypnotize me. It's, it, 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 you know, it's impossible to hypnotize me. So how, how do you handle people like that? Yeah. Well, basically I don't try to convince anybody if someone doesn't want to be hypnotized, you know, I, you know, hypnosis is something that everyone can achieve but you do have to want to be hypnotized. I get calls all the time and it, it kind of breaks my heart because I get calls from people who want to help their loved ones. So people come, my son is gambling. You know, my husband is a drinker. Can you help him? 
I say, not unless they make the phone call. If they want to reach out to me, I'm more than happy to help them. So you have to really want that help. But once a person, a lot of people think they can't be hypnotized because they don't understand what hypnosis is. They think someone's going to control their mind and they're not going to remember anything. But I really explain to people that we're being hypnotized all the time by the media, by advertising, by politicians, because basically hypnosis is interpersonal influence. It's the influence that people's words and then the images that people paint with their words. And this becomes imprinted in the mind. And it can be extremely powerful. And advertisers know this. Um, you know, a lot of people know this. And unfortunately, sometimes it's used in a way that's not for our own best interest. So the food industry is always creating all these images to make us feel like, wow, if I eat this food, I'll have more friends. If I drink beer, more people will like me or whatever, you know. And, and we start to buy into these subtle and not so subtle suggestions and what I do is help to really tune into people's hearts. What is it that we're all longing for? Of course, we're all longing for love and security and safety and some sense of control and power over our lives. And then I try to give people, what I give people are healthy suggestions so they really can feel in control of their life and their habits. Um, even little things like being in a restaurant, people and being able to push away the plate when you're no longer physically hungry and to feel really good about that. That's, That's the true. kind of thing that people can change. And how many times have we all watched a McDonald's commercial and, you know, their cheeseburgers have it, they have a unique taste, you know? And so you're sitting there watching it and suddenly you're thinking, man, I can taste that cheeseburger. Exactly. Right. And that's no accident right. because it's the way the photography's done and the music and the words and all of it. But the power, the, the mind is so brilliant and the power of the subconscious is incredible because the subconscious part of the mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. So when you close your eyes and allow your body to relax and take a few deep breaths, and then all of a sudden I'm giving suggestions for being happier with healthier food, being able to choose your foods mindfully. And before you eat a food, it's sitting in front of you and you ask yourself, how is this food going to make me feel? And then you can really tune in to see what you're talking about. Like with McDonald's is you start to tune into that taste. Yeah. But what happens is then you decide, oh, it's going to taste good. You want it. But what happens after you eat it? Remember that horrible, sick, disgusting, gross feeling? Yes. That's what we want to tap into before we eat it, not after. We want to look at that burger because that's what happens. You look at it and think, oh, that looks so gross. I would never put that in my body. And that's power, right? That's empowerment. And that's what happens for people with hypnosis. So it's, it's pretty cool. Is that because once, once the hypnosis is done, it, it, it's, it's kind of like it's ingrained but in the back of the brain. I don't want to say back of the brain, but whichever part of that brain is that, that will trigger when, when they're looking to, you know, when something else triggers, it triggers that to bring that memory up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It kind of like overrides the old, you know, the old feeling of, oh, really, I really want to eat that. You know, it's kind of like, well, this is the new me and the new me, you know, I, people, I want people to be able to look in the mirror and say, and look in their own eyes and say, I love you. I respect you. I honor you. And I'm going to take care of you. It means you're not going to go hungry. I'm going to feed you every single time you're hungry, but I'm going to feed you like I would feed my beautiful newborn baby. I'm going to feed you food that nourishes and sustains you. But here's the thing, not diet food. See, a lot of people, because they've struggled with their weight for so long, they feel like if they're not eating the junk, the only alternative 
it's dieting. And dieting is psychologically a temporary situation. It's a feeling of deprivation. It basically feels bad. Like nobody likes diet food. It's horrible. I would never eat diet food. So I want people to eat delicious, healthy food. If they want to have a little bit of cheese or nuts or, you know, olive oil dressing with their veggies or salad with some animal protein, if that fits for them, some complex carbs, you know, avocado, like delicious, healthy food. And the more we eat that food, the more we're never going to go back to eating processed crap. And then, of course, the weight loss is a side benefit. We lose that weight. We feel fantastic. Well, that's the thing. And people don't realize with diets either is that if you don't eat a certain amount of calories a day, your body fights back. Yes. And that's why you don't lose weight. Yeah. So you have to meet a certain amount of calories a day in order to lose the weight. So it's just it's, it just depends on what type of food you're putting into your body to help you know to reach that to reach that calorie amount but the type of food you're putting in your body that will not put the weight on too you know i agree 100 with what you're doing yeah but you know when you're eating to live and not living to eat you're uh-huh. going to be at your healthiest weight so the two go hand in hand so i tell people who come to me let's put the weight was if it, you know it's sometimes it's hard because all people want to do is lose that weight but i say to them put that on the back burner let's do this for your health because it's all about motivation and when we do something for our health, we're way more likely to be successful than when we're kind of white knuckling it and forcing ourselves just because we feel, you know, because when it's all about weight loss, there's also all that negative self-talk, like I'm so fat, yeah. people are judging me and all that, you know, all that self-hate and shame. And that doesn't help really motivate us. People think it does, but it's like having that whip out. It really doesn't because we want to rebel against that. So when those voices come in, we say, ah, you know what? Screw it. I don't care what people think. I'm going to eat whatever I want. And then we end up hurting ourselves. But when it's for our mental, physical, emotional health, it's a lot easier to really tune into what does the, what do I really need today? What, what food is going to really nourish me? Or sometimes you might ask ourselves, am I even really hungry? Mm -hmm. The answer could be no. I just need to lie down and rest or take a hot bath or take a walk. You know, it could just be like nervous energy that we're not honoring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing I was thinking as you were saying that, I mean, I'm overweight right now. I think we all gained weight during COVID because we were all stuck inside. Yes. I know the difference when, when I'm on a junk food run, you know, because you know, like anybody else, you, you get in moods for where where you're not going to stay on your diet. I mean, that's just a given. And when I come off the junk mood run and I start eating my, my low sodium diet that I'm supposed to be eating, the weight just comes off. Yeah. It just starts dropping off. I don't have to exercise. I don't have to do anything. Just eat the food right. And the weight comes off. Right. So there is something to be said for, you know, eating right, eating food. What's the worst food that people eat? Well, <laughs> there's a lot of, a lot of culprits. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, there is a lot of culprits, you know, because that's the problem. The food industry has us brainwashed and, and and the foods are processed, you know, and then, like I said, even the diet food, it might be low calorie, right. but it's still, you know, when you think about what should we be eating, it's really so simple. We need to eat from the earth, whole, real, clean, unprocessed food, water-rich foods. And the, the key to success, long-term success is to never, ever feel like that's a diet. And mm-hmm. to make sure those foods taste absolutely delicious. And it's all in how you prepare them. So well, it's, it's yeah, a mindset. I discovered um, zucchini spaghetti. Mm. Which is something I never dreamed of in my life. But you know what? 
you can't even tell the difference. You know, once you when, once I put the yeah. low sodium sauce on there with no meat, you know, yeah. and just make that the zucchini, you can't even tell the difference that it's not real that's not like 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 pasta. Yeah. But one thing I found is in people that are trying to eat healthy, I have a friend, I'm not gonna name, because I already I already corrected her a little bit. And uh, she was excited because she's buying her son this non-GMO food. They're veggies and all, you know, it's a veggie mixture thing. And so I looked it up. And even though it was non-GMO, the sodium must have been like 2,000 milligrams in this food. And this is, this is what she gives, was giving her kid for lunch. Mm. And I said, look, I know it's none of my business. And I know you're at Whole Foods. You're shopping. You're trying to find healthy stuff for your kid. But, you know good for you non-gmo and all this but look at the salt content in this because that's a lot of salt for a kid that's like seven years old yeah you know people have to read labels it's, it's not fun it takes sometimes it takes forever at the store but you have to read labels yep yeah read labels but also a lot of it's a habit too like thinking that you always have to have your food from a box or a bag or you know a can because when you think about when you prepare your own food from scratch, it has zero sodium, you know, whatever you add. So if you want right. to add, like I like the sea salt, I'll add a little bit of sea salt. Yeah. But it's amazing how you can get just get used to it. and And you could do it quickly. Like, you know, you don't yeah. spend a lot of time to prepare your healthy foods. And um, they taste great. And you just get used to it. And then where you prefer them over what's in the can in the box. But the key really to success Charlotte, is really the reprogramming of the mind. You need to write a new pathway in the subconscious part of the mind because otherwise you're always going to revert back to the old behaviors. But what happens with hypnosis is you really start to have a new self-image of yourself. So you feel healthy, slender, fit, in control of your life and your habits. And you just feel so good and fitting into your clothes comfortably with high self-esteem that you would just never go back to the old way of eating. It's just... Like would be like going back to kindergarten. You're just mm -hmm. not going to go back there. Well, yeah. Well, then, what, you know, like I said, I, I was looking through your stuff on on your website. It is fascinating. It really is fascinating. It is very interesting. But see, I'm I'm one of those people that has to, you know, be on a diet, a certain kind of diet. But I mean, for somebody else, like I know people that 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 are doing keto right now. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't know. Anytime I see a diet fad like that that comes along, I'm just I just kind of roll my eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you know, there's always like positive elements to everything. And then that's why you want to do everything, you know, sort of with discernment. Keto is really the same as the Atkins diet. When I was sick in New York, I actually met Dr. Robert Atkins. He was one of the doctors I, came, I went to see. And his diet really didn't work for me. It was um, a lot of people will fault it for being high fat. But for me, really, uh, I just never went into ketosis. So it was way too much animal protein, way too much. But then when I went to see a macrobiotic doctor, which is really the same as vegan, you know, now, and I love the macrobiotic plan and I had time back then. So I was spending three hours a day in the kitchen doing everything perfectly because you're supposed to, you know, have a little sour, a little sweet, a little bitter, a little, you know, like a little of everything. And I, my taste buds loved because I'm a carb addict. So I loved all the brown rice and the sweet potatoes and, you know, all those starches. So even though it was so healthy, there was no process, but it was just so much carbs. So my taste buds loved it. My body in, I gained 20 pounds like instantly. Uh -huh. So ultimately I discovered that what's best for me is a combination of the two. And that's what I've been doing for about 30 years. Just, you know, so a lot of, you know, 
I do have whole grain, lots of veggies, and but always with my animal protein. And what that has done for me is completely balance my blood sugar and cut all cravings for sugar and for carbs. But I don't think I could have done it if it weren't for the self-hypnosis because I really had to retrain my mind that this was normal. This was the way I was going to eat. And even, you know, I traveled so much in the last few decades because, again, I was doing seminars for corporations and hospitals all over the place. And even still, you know, with all that high travel schedule, I raised two daughters and raised them, and then my husband doesn't eat just like me at all. So, you know, with all of it, I've still been able to maintain. But the key is my mind has never, ever thought that I'm on a diet. Never. It's just the way I eat. And I really, and I just honor that. So if I serve my kids ice cream or I want, my husband wants whatever, a big loaded sandwich or something, that's fine. But I'm always just going to eat the way I eat for, for nourishment. And the thing is, I actually enjoy my own food so much. Like when I make a salad, I put goat cheese and dry roast pecans and all that I actually wouldn't want to eat any other way. And this is the same thing my clients say. They say, Wow, I didn't realize it could be so easy, which is why I named it Easy Willpower, because it really can be easy once you shift your mindset about it. it's not work, it's not a diet, it's just the way I live, just the way the way you dress. Like you might dress differently than other people. You dress for comfort and you don't deviate just because someone else is doing something you know, different than you. It's like really listening to what is the best way for me. And I would never have been able to get my energy back and and live a full life if I didn't eat this way, because I know my body would just be, uh, would be sick because it was so sick before. Did your cardiologist, when you started eating correctly, did, did your cardiologist comment about, you know, the progress you were making? Yeah, not until recently. I'll tell you the truth. I didn't get a lot of, uh, positive feedback. I remember I was in the hospital and I, I was in a teaching hospital. So I was literally surrounded by residents and they, they were, you know, all with their notepads and they're like, okay, what, why do you think this happened? You know, young girl like you, age 26 years old. And I said, well, I don't know. It could be my lifestyle. I mean, I'm always running around and I drink and I, you know, and I'm, you know, I kind of eat bad. And they were all like, rolling their eyes. No, it couldn't be that. It has nothing to do with what you eat and your lifestyle. And they sent the dietitian over to talk some sense into me. And she was said, there's nutrition in the Snickers bar, she told me as I lay there. And I thought, okay. So I wasn't going to get much support from th- that team. And I was very grateful for what they had done for me, putting the pacemaker in my heart because it saved my life. But when I walked back out into the streets of Brooklyn and I looked up at the sky and I knew I had been given a second chance and I just knew that I had to control the aspects of my life that I could control. And even if it's true that a, you know, a cookie wasn't going to, you know, slow down my heart. Mm-hmm. But I, what I started to see is that, no, it's not one cookie, but it's the accumulation and one leads to two leads to three leads to 10,000. Yeah. And that was the track I was on. I knew, I just knew I had to go down a new road and I'm just so grateful that I did because now all these years later, I feel healthier than ever and um, been able to spread this message to so many people. And now what I love is that the world has changed and I'm, you know, there's a lot of other people spreading the message too about health and nutrition. So, because people, we need to know it. Right, 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 right. And you know, uh, when somebody comes in to talk to you, so 
like you talk like, like the way you have the, the way you're eating is that you have some of your favorite foods mixed into doing this other healthy stuff that you're doing. Is that what you do is when somebody comes in, okay, let's make a list of what, you, like you say, let's make a list of what you're eating. What's your favorite stuff to eat? What's your favorite type of vegetable or whatever? And then you go from there. Well, it's more, you know, I, again, I'm not really telling people to eat specific things because that might, what happens is everything's psychological, right? So if I started to give people a diet, even though people would say, I invested in this, I want to do this, I trust her. The problem is there'd be a little rebel inside that, you know, it might last a week, two weeks, a month. And after that, the diet would be out the window with all the other diets and it would be you know, the pendulum would swing in the other direction. And I don't want that to happen for people. So I more empower people. I encourage people to do a little exercise, which is in my books and, and also in my programs. I, I have a little uh, workbook that comes in my uh, weight loss bundle, Easy Willpower Program, and it's called the Food Map Workbook. And people, oh, wow, you got a slide there. Thank you. So cool. Okay. Yeah. So this is in my Easy Sugar Breakup book, and it's called the creating your personal food map and the food map lets people figure out for themselves. What foods do I need to eat 90% of the time for health, mental, physical, emotional health? What foods do I need to avoid altogether just because they're toxic to me and they're triggers to me? And what are those foods in the middle that I can eat in moderation? So mm -hmm. each person decides for themselves. And then my hypnosis is really to help motivate them to stick with that sensible eating plan without ever feeling like they're on a diet, without ever feeling denied, just feeling like this is the new normal and that they love, they're excited about their new healthy eating. Fascinating. You know, um, now with the hypnosis, how does that work? How do you get them to, to do self-hypnosis? Well, what I do is I guide people through hypnosis and then all my programs have guided hypnosis. So at first they're going to listen to the I still have CDs for people who want them, but most people just want the digital, you know, the audio digital uh -huh. or, or the uh, digital video. And so I'm guiding people through hypnotic experiences. And then they're able to, uh, again, they're able to take the, those suggestions in and, 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 and embody them. Like these suggestions now become the new normal, the new me, the new way of living. Okay, cool, 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 cool. What do you think is the worst abuse, uh, you know, the worst thing that people tend to eat? You know, again, for, you know, people have different needs in terms of what's the best foods for them, but also in terms of the worst food um, for most people, it's going to be sugar. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, sugar is in everything. So it doesn't really necessarily matter. Like, is it an Oreo cookie or is it, you know, fudge, a fudgesicle or, you know, because it's going to be the problem with sugar for not all people, but like at least 70% is it's so addictive. Mm -hmm. And what happens is then you're going to end up wanting more and more, or even if it's not the same form of sugar, even if you tell yourself, okay, I'm just only going to have this piece of chocolate, but next thing you know, now you're having like a big, piece of bread at lunch and now pasta in the afternoon. And now all of a sudden you've got the three o'clock blues and you're having, you know, crackers and, you know, so that's the problem. Sugar is really, it's insidious. It gets into our system and we just, and we wake up wanting more. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that was something I noticed too. You know, Trader Joe's, um, if you have heart problems, they have a whole list of um, food that you can ask for. And it tells you what aisle they're on. They had minestrone soup, and I thought, oh, that's cool. You know, low sodium minestrone soup. And I thought, right on. I want to get, you know, get some of that. Well, apparently they decided, not them, but whoever the company is that makes this minestrone soup, decided that since there's no sodium in this thing, they're going to jack the taste up with brown sugar. Oh, wow. So I go to eat this soup, and it was sugary. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. But you know, the best way to make if you get minestrone soup is take a big old pot, like grandma's big pot, and fill it with water and just it, it get a bunch of vegetables and any herbs that you want to put in, if you want to do a little sea salt and just let it cook slowly. Right. And it's it's fantastic. You just really get used to that. Jennifer says she's addicted to sugaring in caffeine. Oh, great. You got to call her. Okay. Well, you know, if you, um, caffeine was a big one for me too. You know, some people are like, oh, you're going to take away the coffee too. No, we're not taking away anything. I mean, if you're okay with it, with the caffeine then then it's fine. Um, but yeah, if, if Jennifer's writing in, then obviously it's a problem. And how do you know that when you're craving it and you're having too much of it? So you'd be a perfect candidate for hypnosis because, the hypnosis is really to help you to cut back on, or if you do need to eliminate sugar, caffeine, and to do it and feel really good about it. So what that would involve, what is hypnosis? It's really writing a new program. So hypnosis is a state of deep relaxation, focused concentration. In that state, the subconscious mind is more available for suggestion. So what happens for most people is, look, everyone wants to look and feel their best, but part of them wants to continue with the old, unproductive eating behaviors of the past. So there's an inner conflict, and hypnosis helps to resolve that conflict so that we can just naturally choose smaller portions, eat healthier foods, increase activity without feeling deprived or denied. Fantastic. I'd be, you know, I'd be willing to look into this stuff. It's, you know, it sounds interesting the way you do it. To re, like to have, to, you know, to for that reprogramming part of it. Because, like I said, you know, when people, oh, let's see who else is chiming in now. <laughs> I'm not going to the coffee. No way. You got it right. That's right. Um, you know, because you do have to, like, like even from my experience with with switching diets, you do have to reprogram the way you think about food. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You don't even want to think that you're on a diet. You just want to think that this is the new me, that I actually eat healthy and I prefer eating healthy. And, you know, as someone I've worked with thousands of people, a lot of them still drink coffee every morning and they're fine. Or they might have wine at night and they're fine. That's what I mean. I don't have a program with hard and fast rules. I just if someone's coming to me and I mean, people come and they're they're distraught because they're suffering because <laughs> They can't stop drinking coffee or they can't stop drinking wine, you know, and, and they're embarrassed and they feel horrible and it might have affected their personal lives or even their professional lives. And so what I offer is hope that we can change where the past doesn't equal the future. It's not static and we can change our thinking. And if people are skeptical about that, I think one of my programs is called Sugar Divorce because it's all about. And you saw the book, Easy Sugar Breakup. It's like, right. really? 
letting go of something that's toxic for you as if you would let go of an old relationship that doesn't work anymore. It's the same thing. It's a relationship between you and food and it's not working anymore when you're the one gaining weight and you know, the food industry doesn't care. They're just like, come on, have some more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. And like I said before, you'd be surprised once you do that, how you don't really miss it. Yeah. You know, once you make that break. You don't miss it. You don't. Because the mind is such a creature of habit and it works for or against us. So when we're eating crap, we want more and more and more because we're in the habit. But when we stop, we also, we lose the habit. And the same thing with our pleasurable associations. A lot of times we're attached to something like, like coffee had so many pleasurable associations for me because I, I would drink coffee with friends. So there was that camaraderie and the love and then by myself and just that feeling of the pick me up and I would crave it. And then when I realized that it was, it was not healthy for my body, uh -huh. I was just able to change the associations. I started instead of really associating caffeine with actually, believe it or not, instead of energy with feeling tired and drained because it was that place I would get to right before I, you know, really needed that next cup. And so then I started to think, I don't like that addictive feeling. And then the more I, you know, created that program of the, the self-hypnosis more and more really saw myself not wanting it, not caring about it. So now even if people in my house are drinking coffee and it smells good, I think mm, I'm not, I just move on, you know, I'm just going to go out for a walk or whatever. It's not interesting to me anymore. So- Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, just advertisers, they always think about how they get us to take their products. Like even if it was coffee, again, they would link it with something pleasurable, whether it's even the smell or the taste. But we have the power of our own our own minds. We can link it to whatever we want to link it to. I mean, you could link it to puke if you want the yuck, you know. Yeah. It could be anything. So I want to help people to use the power of the mind for their own benefit to do what they consciously want to be doing. I agree with that hundred percent because that makes all the difference in the world, you know, to have the right mindset to do this, yes. you know, to get onto a decent diet and get away from, from all the crap. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I say I get onto a sensible eating plan because I don't, it's the same thing, but I don't want people to feel like they're on a diet because for a lot of people that would be restrictive. See, yeah. See Jennifer, see Jennifer says, her therapist always tells her that she's crashing from caffeine and sugar, and that's why she doesn't have any energy. <laughs> that's right, Jennifer. But you know what I found, too, is once you start a, like this, you know, you start eating right, and people see how you look and how you act, mm -hmm. people will start getting on the bandwagon, because that happened with me, with my family. You yeah. know, my sister, everybody, everybody started looking at labels. I noticed my sister would be like, oh, no, this is low sodium. I, I, I've been eating this. You're helping me eat right. That's so nice. That's great. That's what's nice, you know, and sometimes I'm not saying all people will do that, but sometimes you get lucky and your family will go, Hey, maybe I should, you know, try doing that. And it helps you too. Oh you know, yeah. If you're, yeah. If you're living with somebody or you're in a house with somebody, because even my friends do that stuff. They're always looking out for me for whatever food is out there. That's nice. You know, and go and look, you know, maybe that's too much salt for you. Let's, let's do this, you know? Yeah. And um, it, that helps a lot. Yeah, that's true. You know, to have That's that support. Great. Yeah, um, definitely. How long does it take to learn how to do the hypnosis? Well, it's in, it's pretty instant. You know, like if someone comes to me for a hypnotic session, even if they're skeptical, I mean, I'd say nine out of 10 people come up out of it and they're just like, wow. 
You know, that is really beautiful because, you know, it's like going deep within the mind. You know, a lot of times we're just stuck in that space between our ears, just since repetitive thinking, 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 you know, memories and ruminating and mm-hmm. worrying and all that. And hypnosis is like a beautiful trip. Like it's, it's like almost like a high, but it's all natural. And it's like going deep within and, and reaching higher levels of the mind where we're just. Yeah, you're three hours behind. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, so it's a really, it's very relaxing. It's very empowering. So people can learn this from your books or is it much easier if, if they do a one-on-one with you? The books have a lot of really useful information. You know, obviously it's more intellectual for the mind in order to actually have the experience. Um, it's best, you know, private sessions are great, but also the programs on my website on easywillpower.com. Uh, you know, I've, rec- I've gone in the studio and recorded these programs that are just, they have so much information and, really valuable. So that would be an alternative to having sessions with me. Now, the first time I ever heard of a food map, I mean, when I think of a food map and I think of one from school, remember when they, when, when they'd have those charts, you know, you'd have your vegetables over here and all this, that was my first yeah. kind of connection with the food map, but I have friends that have IBS and they're the ones that have told me about food maps. You know, what are you eating? What, you know, and if you're eating this, it's affecting you to do this and do that. So I'm really into food maps now. Oh, okay. All right. Well, there might be different definitions of a food map, but because my food map in the book is kind of a very distinct exercise um, that is helpful to help you to discern what foods you should be eating most of the time, what foods you need to avoid, and what foods you can have in moderation, sort of in the middle. So that helps people figure that out. So they know what to eat. And then the hypnosis works to reprogram, so it's just easier to start eating those foods, just to have a complete change in the way you think about food and the foods that you prefer. Now, when somebody comes in to talk to you and, and, and they're looking at the food map, do you ever get the, one of those reactions like, oh, wow, I don't know if I can do this. This just doesn't look appealing. Well, people understand, you know, this is the thing. If you could do it with your conscious mind alone, you already would have. So you really need to access the power of the subconscious part of the mind, which helps you break the pleasurable associations with the wrong foods. So once a person goes through the hypnosis, they get it. They're like, wow, you know, I really, that's what most people say is I really see how I can look at food differently now. So, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty exciting, but you know, we can't do it just talking about it in the conscious mind. It's really an experience where you go into the subconscious and um, think about like, if I said right now, people think, oh, I don't know if I could be hypnotized, but if I said to you, well, Charlotte, imagine that you're stepping into your shower. Can you do that? Sure. Of course. Right. So it happens instantly. It's not working. Like you said, how long will it take? It's instant. So it's the same thing. Imagine being attracted to a certain food. Imagine being turned off to another food. It's instant. It just happens. And then the more, you know, people, if they get the recordings, which of course comes with all my programs and my private sessions, and they're they're listening every day. And it literally is rewriting the script in your mind. And you think even if you go to a restaurant, you know, like I talked about Rocky earlier, who's lost over a hundred pounds during COVID. He says, he's like, I still get whatever he used to get. I think he's like the, um, those ribs, 
I don't think he used to eat the ribs or whatever he would get the potato. He said even the bread. He still eats the bread. He said, I'm from New York. He said he he was saying he's from New York. <laughs> he's like, so I only eat if it tastes really if it's really good, but you know, he will. And it's fine because he's not on a diet. He's just eating only to live. You know, he's really embodying that message that nothing tastes as good as freedom feels. Sure, 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 sure. Do you have any other success stories? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, tell, yeah. Tell me some stories. <laughs> Lots of success stories. Yeah, it's really great. I actually was just, just heard from a woman named Christine who came to see me. I can't believe it. It was 20 years ago, she told me. And she lost about 30 pounds and just kept it off. But I love her story because she came to me for weight loss. But at the time, she had horrible back pain. It was really um, affecting the quality of her life. She couldn't get down the floor and play with her four-year-old son. She just... She was just beside herself. Nothing worked to get rid of it. She went to chiropractors, physical therapist, And she said the hypnosis got rid of her pain. And she lost the 30 pounds. But it was all. And so when she, I asked her, what was it specifically? She said it got rid of her negativity. She said some of the images that she received in the hypnosis, like the heart-centering hypnosis that I do, Mm -hmm. She said she imagined that all those negative feelings, whether it was jealousy, anger, sadness, just melted off her body. And she said they were really gone. And uh, and through that, she was able to release her physical pain and drop 30 pounds. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yes. I know I do meditations like that, you know, so I never, well, maybe that's, that's a form of self-hypnosis too. Yeah, you know, it is. Yeah, it is. where you can actually go in and, and do that stuff. Yeah. And I think when I was doing them, I, and I can say this because I'm not as healthy as I was a summer ago, and I think it's because I haven't done them in a while. Ah, okay. And I want to get back into doing them because, it, I mean, it really, really helped my health a lot. Yes. To do that. You know, to have yeah. that quiet time to think to think within myself and, 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 and check out, you know, because they have those wellness meditations where you can check out your, your, your inner organs and all that is uh, – as you go. Yeah. And I think it helps. So I could see, that's why I wanted to have you on because I I really could understand your program, you know, involved with the hypnosis part, because to me, it's a lot like what I was doing, you know, and that, and and it's it's something that worked well. Anyway, like she says, work for me. It may not work for you guys, but it worked for me, Mm -hmm. you know? So how long does it take people to, you know, get really into the flow of things? I mean, like you say, it's not instantaneous. Yeah, but for some people, it really can. I mean, some people will see me and they walk out the door and they start immediately uh, making changes. So I just talked to a woman today. She bought my program, my weight loss bundle about a month ago. She's down four pounds, but she only has 10 pounds total lose. So that's pretty good. She's at almost half her goal in a month. Um, So yeah, it could be pretty instantaneous because the mind is so receptive. You know, when we hear suggestions, a lot of times we'll act on them. So that's what the advertisers are counting on. You know, that you're driving by, you see the billboard. It says, you know, next exit, Cracker Barrel. And they think, okay, you're going to pull off. And a a large percentage of people obviously do. So it's the same thing when I give people positive suggestions that you're going to start, you know, moving your body and walking more and feeling really excited to get up out of bed and move your body and jump on that trampoline or whatever it is. People are like, wow, I couldn't stay still. You know, it's that power of the mind. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Does this, uh, can, can you coincide all this with exercise too? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we can only lose weight by 
choosing smaller portions, eating healthier foods, and increased activity. So my suggestions are for all of that. Okay, okay. And you know, yeah. as uh, for my low sodium diet, that the meal I had the most problems putting together was my lunch times. Mm. I would always skip lunch and go straight to dinner because I just didn't know what to what to put exactly. Because you know, a lot of salad dressing has. Of course, I know now to make my own dressing, obviously. But back yeah. then, it was like, well, this salad dressing has too much. So if I eat a salad, I, you know, I can't stand just eating a regular salad that has to have dressing. So I, I used, like I said, I used to skip lunch times all the time because I never really knew what to do on that center meal. Mm. But did you eat more at night from skipping a meal? No, I would stay with the same thing at night that I would normally oh, eat. Okay. You know, right. I was very dedicated. In fact, my cardiologist, when she diagnosed me with heart failure, she says, well, you're going to have to make some diet changes. I know it's, and I, I, I was up to 300 pounds way back when. I mean, really. Oh, my gosh. A lot of it was water. I ended up losing 80 pounds of water weight. Good for you. Wow. And I walked in and she said, well, you're going to have to change your diet. And, from, and you know, the scale I had, through, you know, didn't baby me. I can tell you that. And she says, and from the looks of you, it's going to be a hard battle. And I looked at her and I said, no, as of today, I'm done with junk food. It's over. And she didn't believe me. And then after, after the first couple of visits, she went, you really did quit junk food. Huh? Said, yep, we're done. I went cold turkey. That's I thought, scary. I'm not going to die from this. My father had heart failure and I thought, I watched him and I thought, nope, not me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, it can be done, you know, but not, yeah. like I said, the, the, when, when I got sick doing the vegan thing, that was years and years ago. So I was already aware that that could happen. So I was tapering off. You know, even with the salt, I was tapering off. Because I knew you just don't cut your body off from salt either. Yeah. You know, because your body's got to adjust all that. So I did it gradually to cut myself off from salt too. Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, yeah, it's all about the mind. It's all, it's all about the mindset. It's thing. And I know there's like, like they call it like the whole willpower thing. And with hypnosis, my God, that would help so much more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It really just... Uh, shortcuts a lot of the whole process because yeah. you change your preferences so then mm -hmm. it's easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's why I call it easy willpower because willpower is easy when you don't even have to use it because willpower is the conscious part of the mind, that white knuckling and then subconscious part of the mind is when things just flow and happen naturally. Right. Because not everybody's like me. Not everybody has that, 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 well, you say willpower, that, or that strength to go, no, I'm done. I'm cut off. That's it. Not everybody's mm -hmm. going to be able to do that. That's why people need help. And that's why I agree yeah. with the program with the one you have. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It just is. It's like giving them that little boost that they need to get on track. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it makes me remember when my mom was dieting all the time and my dad got one of those pig things for the refrigerator to help her. When you open the refrigerator, it makes the pig sounds. I mean, how obnoxious. <laughs> it's that you know but he yeah. had my, my dad thought it was funny but my mother you know ripped the thing out and stomped on it in the end but um i, I think yeah i think there, people need to wise up into how they're eating because it's just too much crap and i knew what's sad too about it all too is now thank god that the dollar stores well now the dollar 25 stores obviously but thank god that they're super dollar stores that sell veggies because, I mean, the price of vegetables in, a rate, in some of these regular stores, you know, to eat healthy is not cheap. Right. And so if they can go to the dollar store and pick up their lettuce and certain things to make the healthy food with, they're, it's a big help to the people that are lower income to do these kind of diets. Right. Yeah. That's true. 
But when yeah. you factor in the cost of getting sick also, mm-hmm. then it makes sense to eat yeah. more healthfully. And also a lot of times when you're eating well, you can eat less food. So food can last a lot longer. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you have to say to somebody that is kind of on the edge and wants to wants to, wants to change their lifestyle or lose weight? What's your message to get them to take a look at your books and stuff? Yeah, my message is don't give up and believe in yourself. It's absolutely possible. And it's about finding uh, the new words and the new images, which is what hypnosis is, changing the way you see yourself, the way you relate to yourself, the way you relate to food. And so many people have done it before mm-hmm. you. So never give up. Just you can do it too. How long did it take you to put uh, put these programs together? Because I know when, when I read your, your bio, uh, you, you know, you started right after you got out of the hospital. But I mean, like I said, there was just so much research to do. How long yeah. did it take you to come up with something that you could get, that you could put out for everybody? It took about three years back then in the beginning. And then since that, I'm always working on, you know, always studying the new research and finding the, the techniques and the strategies that are working for the most people and then putting them out there. You know, that's what happened with the gastric bypass hypnosis. You know, for the first 20 years, I was just doing weight loss hypnosis. Mm-hmm. And then I found this method and I was one of the first in the United States to do it. And then Nightline ended up featuring me three times because my clients were having so much success with this simulated surgery. It's not even a real surgery. It's just virtual. But Mm -hmm. it's amazing how when I do the hypnosis with people and they come up at it and they say, oh my God, I saw the doctor, I saw the nurse, the anesthesiologist. And then they say, I feel like I have a band on my stomach. I don't want to eat as much food. So it's pretty amazing. It's pretty that uh, is amazing. Wonderful. Just see what you were saying that I envisioned my stomach being smaller. Mm-hmm. You know, and okay, I don't, you know, I can't get that much. But people don't realize that their stomachs aren't as big as they think they are. That's yeah, the, we can be stomach, happier with a lot less food. The stomach is tiny. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not this big thing for food. It stretches. That's the issue. That's why it stretches when people are pregnant. It has yeah. the ability to stretch, and that's where the weight goes on because it'll take more and more and more. But the stomach's not that big. No. You know? Yeah. I'm going to have to read some of your books and, and, see, and see what you got going because, you know, I'm That'd always open great. to look. I'm like you. I'm always looking for stuff. I mean, I've got diabetic cookbooks here that my mother had for her diet. I've got my low sodium, you know, 175 five minute low sodium food recipes here. And, you know, I'm always looking for, for, for new ways to cook stuff. Mm. You know, a new ways to have food. And you know what, guys, and with this fresh food approach, too, it's not only humans that are doing this stuff. People are doing this with their dogs. Yeah. I you know, know, they're putting them on fresh diets. Oh, yeah. But, you know, sometimes I say to people, they take better care of their pets than they do with themselves. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people do. So it's time to not just take care of your dog and cat, but also yourself. Yeah, I see some of these people feed the dogs and they're eating better than I am. Yeah. I know it's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's craziness. Yeah. Um, how do people find you? Easywillpower.com. And then I also have a line, we didn't talk about it today, but the medical grade CBD that I fell into when, because there's so much information about CBD and a lot of it's very confusing. So I actually wrote another book about CBD for health and wellness questions you should be asking. So you know exactly what to look for when you want to buy CBD, wherever you get it at dispensary online 
So you're getting the best quality CBD and you know how to use it properly. Uh, so that would be at renasorganic.com. And for a limited time, I'm actually even giving the book free so okay, that you cool. can really learn about uh, the ins and outs of CBD. Well, what is, uh, see, I know the, the basic stuff that CBD can be used for, but as far as, you know, what everybody you know thinks of it being used for, what, what, what are the things that CBD can be used for? A lot of people are using it for pain control. I mean, there's so many studies out there how it helps people with pain. For me, I started using it for my glaucoma um, and it was amazing. It helped to lower the pressures. And then I started to get all these positive side benefits like sleeping better, balanced hormones, balanced blood sugar. So, uh, but it really helps to, you know, a lot of the science is showing that it helps to reduce the inflammation. And that's so helpful with so many ailments mm -hmm. and especially mm -hmm. pain. But first for Women Magazine did a whole write-up on my 1000 milligram of CBD pain relief cream. And actually, so did a lot over 150 TV stations did a story about a woman who used the, my cream and got rid of her pain. So because it's, you know, it's so important to use a high quality USDA organic certified CBD full spectrum, you know, so the real thing. Right, right, right. Interesting. Well, I want to thank you for coming on tonight. Oh, thank you, Charlotte. It was so nice to be here with you. It was thank fun. you. Thank you. You know, so the only reason why I kept cutting in is because, like, you know, people have trouble. Like like you say, that's why they have to use hypnosis and stuff and put getting in the right mindset to change your diet. Well, I was able to do it. I was one of the lucky ones that was able to shift. But I need yes. to do it again, obviously. Too many chins. Uh, and um, mm. I just wanted to put some input for that because, I, you know, I had, to, like, like you, you know, the heart issue where I had to make changes or else. Yeah. You know, and to give an idea is when I started out, my EF was 35. And now my EF is, is 55, which is normal. Hmm. Wonderful. And it's all from watching what I'm eating and stuff. And it can be done. You can bring yourself back to health. Yeah, exactly. Eat the right food. So that's why I like to have people like, you know, I have to have guests like you on because it does bring that to people to, to the forefront for people. Cause like you say, people don't realize how much crap they're putting in their bodies. Yeah, exactly. You know, mm -hmm. but yeah. I want to thank you for coming on tonight. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll try and get you on maybe, maybe later on in the, in the year. Sure. Yeah. Talk, thank you. Charlotte. See how things are going for you. Talk about your seat. Talk about the CBDs and all that. Yeah, sure. There's so much to learn. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much. It's been a sure. pleasure. Sean. Well, thank you so much. You have a good yeah. weekend. Thanks. You too. All right. Okay. Take care. Bye. Okay, that was fun. I learned a lot. I hope you did too. Uh, this is Thursday, so tonight is my night, or tomorrow is my day off, and so Saturday. I'm looking at your messages. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, thank you for coming. I know it was kind of a cluster, but like I said, things started happening <laughs> around 5:15, where where Murphy's Law was kicking in with the show already. So I knew. In fact, I not only you know the minute I signed on to start the show today and you know do all the prep for the show the internet lost me i, I was lost in cyberspace with, with all those marios that, that that fall off you know the the uh, trail there in in, in in the wii game so <laughs> i was floating around somewhere out there so then i knew it was going to be a humdinger of a show which which it started out that way but uh it turned out to be a great show and and uh do you know look into her stuff because it is it you know any help that you can get to get yourself in the right mindset to um, shift your diet around it, it, 
is necessary, you know, because some people just, some people can, you know, make that change like I did, just go cold turkey, and some people can't do that. So, you know, it's always good to have a little bit of help. Monday, we're shifting back into the paranormal. Our, our friend, our good friend Renee Pittman is going to be here, and she has written a book about the ghosts of Versailles, of, of Versailles, Ferris. And I, um, as, as about 12, 14, 12 to 13 years old, visited Versailles. And uh, I can tell you, um, it's beautiful, but there's a feeling about the place that's really kind of heavy and odd. And I can't explain it. Back then, I had no idea that I was ever going to be a ghost hunter. You know what I mean? So maybe that's what I was feeling. I don't know. But I know people have seen the ghost of uh, Louis the, 15, the, the, the Louis and, and, and the wife who was beheaded out in the Rose Garden at Versailles, you know, when they were out visiting. So it should be an interesting talk with Renee Pittman on, on Monday at 6.30 p.m., the usual time for the show. Sunday, we're going to be back at 6 p.m. We're going to finish the Ghost of Flight 401. We're probably going to go an extra half hour or so to finish it off. So that'll be the last the last reading for that book for the conclusion. And so then we're going to move into something else the following weekend. But I want to thank you guys for coming tonight and putting up with this. And I'm, you know, I'm going to... Uh, the, and the RSS feed is going to be, uh, for the uh, podcast, is going to be edited out that whole section. And then for anyone that wants to watch the replay on YouTube and Facebook, I'm going to go ahead and put a note on there that, that uh, you know, it doesn't start for 15 minutes, you know, whatever it was, 15, 13, 15 minutes or whatever. So people can just go to that point and not sit through all the, all the other stuff. Um, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five people anyway. Like I said, we're equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. Subscribe to our YouTube. We really need we really need subscribers. You know, we're looking to build that up, hoping to hit 200 subscribers very soon. Here, very we're really we're, you know we're within about 16 subscribers for 200 subscribers. So, I mean, it's it's grown by leaps and bounds in the last month and a half or so. It's really it's really fun to watch how quickly it's grown. Visit our other website, CaliforniaHaunts.org, to if you need any paranormal help because that's what we do. We're paranormal investigators, and uh, we've got skeptics and believers and psychics, and so you get uh, you get the full package with my team. You know, retired police officers, attorneys, you name it. You get the whole package. All right? And again, that thing's flashing across the bottom of the page uh, because this is a nonprofit organization, and everything you see here comes out of my pocket, including the Internet and the uh, service that provides this stream yard. So if you could help me out a little bit to keep these shows on the air, I'd really appreciate it. Hey, you, hey, you've helped me out a, a lot. You know, I've got this is my hundred first show this year. You've helped me out a lot. So go, you know, you can visit PayPal.me at California Haunts or Venmo and just type in California Haunts. You can do it from there. But again, I appreciate each and every one of you listening and anybody that's coming on board to follow our videos. Check everything out. YouTube's got like 190 videos on there, so there's a lot going on on there. And uh, before we leave, I'm going to go ahead and run uh, Rita's website and the two books and where to get them. And then we're going to call it a night. So here we go. Websites, rinasorganic.com or easywillpower.com. And Right Weight is the book and Easy Sugar Breakup is the other book. And again, on the organic page, she's even got a CBD book available for you to read. And Amazon.com is where you get those other two books. And the, uh, and the CBD book is available on the organic website. All right, guys. Thank you. And I will see you Sunday afternoon.
Bye.